Hello, my name is Linda, and today we are an open mind podcast. Welcome back to this wonderful podcast. Today we are about hacking, and I'll hacking through from the Manchester University. Hello, how are you? I'm really well, Corinda. Thank you so much for inviting me onto the podcast. No. So, we have got some questions with Omen and Paula, and... So first way, how first introduce yourself and what you tell people what you and what you get that manager. Absolutely. So I'm Kathy Bradley. I'm an equality, diversity and inclusion partner at the University of Manchester. I do lots of things, but one of my roles is to support our disabled staff. And I do that because I'm passionate about it. But that comes from a personal point of view. So I live with disabilities and have done for a considerable part of my life. So I'm a a twice cancer survivor. Uh, I grew up with a condition called precocious puberty, which meant I went through puberty when I was about 18 months old, which was interesting. I have rheumatoid arthritis and I have ankylosing spondylitis, which means I can't walk very far. So for those of you, if you could see my background on this podcast, you can, I have a photo of our university campus behind Mm. me and and you can see how huge it is. And that creates lots of challenges for me. So I use an electronic wheelchair at work. Um, to help me access our campus because we mm. we take up quite a considerable part of Greater Manchester. So my wheelchair is vital. So I'm an ambulatory, ambulatory wheelchair <laughs> user. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I think we are a similar thing because I'm also a wheelchair as well. Like, yeah. I'm also got um, file and also same things what you have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, without that that electric wheelchair, I I wouldn't be able to do my job properly. Mm. So it's a godsend. Mm. So, yeah, that, that's me <laughs> in a nutshell. Right. No. I'm very slightly deaf. I used to play mm. in brass bands when I was a youngster, which has mm. left me with some hearing difficulty. <laughs> Corinda. Um, I was going to say, how and I think we're very lucky at Manchester. We have a improving inclusive approach towards disabilities. We are by no means there yet. And I I challenge any organisation to say that they've cracked it because I really don't think any organisation has it totally cracked. We are a huge employer of people with disabilities, whether that's with neurodivergences or physical disabilities or hidden disabilities, invisible disabilities. I think one of the things that, if I could give an organisation one thing that to make them ensure is to ensure that their employees trust them enough to share that they have a disability. It's one of the things that we really struggle with is is data. And I know we're not the only organisation that struggles with it, but that data is so important, you know, and that trust 
so that somebody with a disability trusts you enough to share that disability with them with you gives you that privilege that they they are sharing that disability with them with you because once you have that data you are able then to put in all the things that those disabled people need having said that as a university we're a public sector organization so we have to be anticipatory as well and again the data can help us do that it gives us an idea of the amount of students we might be expecting that have a disability. It's not always about our staff. We have 40,000 students. You know, we, we have to think about them in advance. We can't be reactive to them as they can't do their degrees. Wow, wow, wow. That's like in power. So what are you saying? in the will, in the workplace, and and we have huge challenges as disabled people in the workplace you know we all face ableism we all face access challenges we we all face a huge pay gap you know it's incredibly expensive to be disabled it's massive there are so many challenges we face training issues you know we don't have equitable access to training because sometimes we just can't access it. The biggest thing that's happened recently that has helped disabled people has been hybrid working. You know, at last we can work from home and still be productive and still, you know, be be part of society. That hybrid working has made it incredibly, so much easier for us. Having said that, we know that that's not available to everybody and it's not possible to just go out and say, I want to do hybrid working. Not all companies are, what should we say, want to do that. Luckily for us at, at the University of Manchester, we have a hybrid working policy. You know, we are able to do that and we are able to provide it as a, a reasonable adjustment as well, which we're, we're incredibly lucky with that. But I think there's, I think access, is one of the biggest challenges. I know a company I'd worked for previously, the lift in their head office had been out of action for goodness knows how long. And so I couldn't access the upper floor. <laughs> There's things like that, just little things that are so frustrating. Getting a wheelchair through a doorway that's too narrow. I'm not the smallest girl in the world, so I have a slightly larger wheelchair. Getting my wheelchair through some of the doors is, is interesting. So huge access challenges. For us as a university, we have a huge challenge in that we have a lot of historical estate and it's really hard to convert that over to make it accessible. Some of our buildings are listed. So we really have to think really carefully about how we make our buildings accessible. I'm sure a lot of other companies have similar challenges. Yeah, in what way can companies You know what, it's huge, isn't it? You know, networks are vital. You know, having a disabled staff network is really vital you know, giving disabled staff, to give disabled staff a voice 
listen to our disabled staff. You know, our network is extremely powerful. You know, that's really important. We have a, a really big EDI department. We have a specialist on disability, me. We have an academic lead for disability. We're very visible. I'm very visible as, as an EDI partner. So I'm quite well known across across the university. People know that they can come to me to talk to me about anything to do with disability. I think it's, that's really important, you know, is to give people, disabled people, a voice and listen to them and believe them is incredibly important. It's hard at the moment. EDI teams are being reduced. People don't see the importance of EDI as much. I think maybe don't see it as quality, diversity and inclusion. See it as equity. Um, we're trying to provide equitable access to everybody with a protected characteristic. How, um, yeah, that was interesting. How, how can it all like a partner with the same goal in many years? I think it's, it's incredibly important that we partner with, with local advocacy groups. We, we partner with the uh, Manchester Disability Collective. We also partner with a group called All for Inclusion. Um, we sponsor their awards. I speak for them at various oh, webinars. And you know Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. Scott. <laughs> I know Scott so, as well. So I'm speaking for Scott at a webinar in a few weeks' time. Yeah, that means um, have him. Yeah, yeah, I will. I should tell him that 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 I've been on this. Um, yeah. yeah, Scott's brilliant. Um, yeah. So we we sponsor his awards ceremony. So yeah, it's it's really important, and and especially for an organisation that's as big as ours. So mm. forty thousand students, twelve thousand staff. That's a huge organisation. It's really important that we share our knowledge out in the wider community, and and we engage with our wider community. Mm. And let's be honest, our staff and students live in that community, so they're already engaging with those groups in the, in their off-work time. Mm. So to see yours as an organisation engaging with those groups... Yeah, I know that okay. really well with me and Scott. Um, I know Scott, I'm a Scott timer. So every time I go to this meeting, I time for him. Oh, Scott's, Scott is amazing. Yeah, Scott. Scott, the all for inclusion are absolutely incredible. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I met Scott when he was looking for sponsorship for last year's awards, and the work that Scott does, you know, is is just phenomenal, and it's absolutely vital work for disabled people in in mm. the northwest and further afield. You know, and, um, to be honest, we we also partner with the Business Disability mm. Forum. We partner with Purple Space, and it's incredibly important that as an organisation we do that. You know, and again, it comes back to that trust thing that I mentioned earlier. You know, the more we do that, then the more our disabled staff and students trust us, and they they know that we want to do the right thing by them. You know, and again, that helps with retention. It helps with employing new staff. All of that, it, it can only benefit us. Can you send me a sponsor? They sponsored me as well. Holy yeah. fuck, I don't know. So what strategy and employee impact is like the sponsorship environment for employees 
There's so many, isn't there? Making yeah. sure that you have a, a robust EDI strategy. That includes disability. Make sure that disability is spoken about in every meeting. You know, make sure that you're doing equality impact assessments so that your disabled staff are considered when you do a new building or you plan a conference or, a, you know, whatever that. Just make disabled people part of the conversation. You know, include them on working groups. There's a phrase, isn't there, nothing about us without us. You know, make sure we have a seat at the table and listen to it. Make sure you have a disabled staff network, you know, and listen to the network as well and finance the network. Don't Mm. just have a network. Give them some money to do some of the work with. Mm. You know, it's so important that they have that finance to do what they want to do. You know, the more that you do all these things and you put them into your strategies and the more you'll get out of your disabled staff. Disabled staff are the most loyal staff you'll ever have because if you do right by them, they'll want to stay. So, you know, work with them and let them have their voice and let them have their say. What role do you reason wasn't reasonable and having reason today in your factory? If one is young, is moving, forty tables, and so in the workshop. Reasonable adjustments are hugely important. I don't know of any disabled staff who, who don't need something to support them in their role. We at Manchester, we're very lucky. We have an entire unit that is devoted to reasonable adjustments, Mm. access to work and all of that. So run by an amazing lady called Louise Peppercone. We call them DAS, so Disability Advisory and Support Service. So it's a whole unit and we can go to them and say, you know, this is me, this is what I need. We can have a conversation. They'll liaise with managers, they'll liaise with access to work with you, they'll support you. If you've got a manager who doesn't understand why you need the reasonable adjustment, they'll support you with that conversation as well. I got my wheelchair through through them and access to work. I'd never heard of access to work before I came to Manchester. Um, so I'd struggled for quite a long time. <laughs> and, and they supported me all through the application, through the interview. They paid for everything up front until the access to work grant had come through so that I wasn't sat waiting for my accommodations, you know. And I've had things like a split keyboard, laptop stands, the wheelchair, a chair, a specific chair for me so that I can sit properly, you know, and I'm not in pain at the end of the day. But reasonable adjustments are not just about that as well. It's about, it can be about hybrid working. It can be about being allowed pay, paid time off for hospital appointments, things like that. You know, just being a good manager, having those conversations with your disabled staff about what they need. When I, I got diagnosed with endometrial cancer last year before last, and the first thing my manager did was turn around to me and say, don't worry, you'll be paid for all the time off you, you need. That, for me, was hugely important. Mm, it meant yeah. I could concentrate on getting better, yeah. you know, rather than worrying about money. You know, be compassionate and, and don't look at, at reasonable adjustments as something that's going to cost you a huge amount of money because sometimes they don't. 
sometimes are just really simple yeah you know it can be really really simple and sometimes it doesn't cost you anything you know that little bit of compassion sometimes can be all it takes i think this is something that possibly a lot of companies fall down on it's difficult isn't it we don't see senior members of staff in a lot of companies who have a disability but though in that top flight more invisible and it's hard for a disabled person to progress it's back to that almost because they're such a loyal member of staff once they've got all their reasonable adjustments and they know they're in a safe space, they don't want to move. So they don't go up the ladder. Here at Manchester, we're seeing that. We're looking at putting in place specific leadership training for disabled staff to encourage them to start going up the ladder and to give them the confidence that they are good enough to go up that ladder and, and get into senior leadership and progress. And they have as much right to progress as anybody else. But I think it's something that a lot of companies need to address, that, that they are making sure that there are specialist trainings for mm. disabled people, because very often that confidence isn't there. And, and sometimes they need and they need the role models as well to show mm. them that they can do that. We're looking at a training programme called Calibra, which is run by Aussie Sandal. I think we're looking at that for leadership for disabled people. I think it's really important to engage with people like Purple Space, Business Disability Forum. We recently had Shani Dandar come in and speak to staff and give a lecture for us. Oh, engage with dis- it was incredible. It was amazing. I was so yeah. starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really important, isn't it? Bring people in who've got lived experience of disability to do that training, to do the disability awareness so I go out across the university and I do disability awareness training. I've got lived experience of it. I know the challenges. You know, I know how difficult it can be. I also know how fantastic it can be sometimes, you know, to be a disabled person at the university. So I go out and I do that disability awareness. I wouldn't want somebody who didn't have that lived experience to be doing it because I think it's so important that people hear that lived experience. How can the organisation effectively affect and make more employees with disabilities? So hard. Unconscious bias often leads to ableism and it's unintentional. And, you know, is, there's that does he take sugar syndrome, isn't there? That, that mm. you know, somebody won't talk to you to your face. It's... One thing we're doing at Manchester, we're running a, we're doing a podcast called Let's Talk Disability. It's, yeah, the first episode is, is Mm. just being launched. So what it is, it's disabled staff who are Mm. talking to senior members of staff. I'll be talking to someone, Mm. Hamid Haroon is talking to our current president. You know, we'll have people talking to the Chancellor, you know, just to really senior members of staff Mm. about what it's like to be disabled at Manchester. Uh, And that's really important so that people can hear those voices and and hear what it's actually like to be disabled Mm. here. One of the other things we do is we we run an active bystander course 
to try and address unconscious bias. We run that across all yeah. protected characteristics. Mm. Um, and we also have something called report and support, which is a reporting mechanism for any of the isms, you know, so that we can be made aware as a university and we can address it. It's about training, training, more training, you know, disabled people being visible. It's that's how you address it. And that's the only way you're going to change it. Yeah. Use the Disability Confidence Scheme. I would encourage anybody to sign up to the Disability Confidence Scheme. It's not perfect. It means you can offer a disabled person an interview if they meet the minimum criteria for the role. Also, you can engage with other companies in your community we're working at the moment towards disability leader data is really important you know so track your data so that you are aware if disabled people aren't getting through the interviews you know what's going on pdr processes are really important induction if you know you've got a disabled person Make sure that your induction caters to that mm. disabled person. Make sure they know where the accessible toilets are. Make sure yeah. they know where to go and get a cup of tea. Make yeah. sure they know where the quiet rooms mm. are. You know, we're, we're changing our induction process so that there is like a specific disability. Help. Yeah. They're like, if need help, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who do yeah. they need to go to? Make sure that they know about their personal protect protective plans their peeps you yeah. know so that if there's a fire alarm they know how they're going to get out the building yeah and the more you do that and honestly disabled people talk to each other yeah. you know word of mouth and the more that that somebody says oh i work there and they're great then mm. they're gonna more people are going to apply for jobs with you yeah. so now is your time if i miss anything now is your time say like your social media or on the website yeah, or any, so, any event that's going on. So you can find the University of Manchester on LinkedIn. You can find us our website. So we're manchester.ac.uk. We're a great place to work. We're not perfect. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. But you know what? We really are getting there. We are a great place to work for disabled people. And we have an amazing, I've got to plug our disabled staff network because they are incredible. They have three amazing chairs. In the last year, they've run things like gong baths and mobile artes. But they don't just do that. They, they actively support all our disabled staff and, and they just are incredible. And our amazing academic EDI lead, Jackie Carter, she was named on the top 100, the Shore Trust top 100 this year. She's a force of nature. She's brilliant. We're very, very lucky to have her. And we want to thank you very much for joining. Um, You're very welcome. If you got any updates that um, you want to come back on and find more updates, then just email me. You got my email. So, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I'm hoping by the end of January we'll know whether we've got our disability leader status. Yeah. Um, we're disability confident, but yeah, uh, yeah I'll let you know.
away from Manchester University. 